0: She said, you know, I actually see a reason for you to be on TikTok. I'm starting to see travel content on TikTok. And so she showed it to me. And I would say it was this convergence because at the same time, our CEO, who is a great visionary as well, um, you know, started to say, hey, I'm, I'm aware of this platform. Should we be looking at it?
1: When you need social media advice and you have a 16 year old in the household, you need to go to the 16 year old as Gwen just tells us, Gwen, uh, Director of Content Marketing for Visit California. You know, we all are trying to learn all of these new social media platforms and authenticity is a message I think that comes through today's episode. How to use new new content and new channels. This is just a, a great a great show, and, and Gwen is such a delight.
2: Gwen is such a delight, and you know it's it's so funny. Speaking of teenagers on TikTok, Adam, it was almost exactly a year ago that you, Jay, and I talked to Maggie Thurman. And she at the time was one of the first TikTok influencers, mm-hmm. and now it's really funny to kind of pick that conversation up with Gwen and her telling us about her daughter seeing that same transition and helping them realize that TikTok is now for brands. It's a really interesting to jump off a year later and just hear about how Gwen and Visit California and her team have really been doing due diligence about jumping into TikTok the right way as a brand, being really thoughtful and. And finding the space that works for them. It's a really cool episode to hear this whole process and like literally pick up the conversation a year later.
1: It is. And, and Gwen talks a lot about um, a lot of her strategies and, and her team and how they go about doing this and how they did this during the pandemic. But this is a heavy TikTok uh, episode. And I like that. And I like, too, how we're seeing TikTok evolve much like we've seen with all the other social channels. So much great content in in this episode.
2: So much great content, agree. And now we're going to hear from Gwen about all matters of TikTok and strategy. But before we jump in, we have something we want to talk to you about. Did you know that today, 84% of marketers say customer expectations are changing their digital strategy? Despite the harsh challenges of the past year, marketers have found innovative ways to connect with their customers and each other. The seventh edition of the State of Marketing Report from Salesforce presents the insights of over eight thousand marketing leaders across 37 countries. This year's report reveals the biggest priorities and challenges that will shape the future of marketing strategy in 2021 and beyond. You can download your free copy today at bit.ly slash state of marketing report. Again, that's bit.ly forward slash state of marketing report all lowercase and now let's hear from gwen span director of content marketing for visit california
1: If for the past 16 years you have had an inkling to visit california gwen span has probably been involved in that decision making process Gwen, it is great to have you on the show. You have to tell everyone what is Visit California and how do you get us and how do you drive us to come to your beautiful state?
0: Uh, Well, thank you, Adam, for that wonderful introduction. And uh, it. Uh, is a real opportunity and uh, a true pleasure for us to market the great state of California. And that's really what my organization does. So our whole goal is to get people who are thinking about vacation to think about doing it in California and eventually come here and explore what our state has to offer, which is an awful lot, which is why probably I've been able to stay at the job for 16 years because there is just a heck of a lot to talk about.
1: California is such a huge state. Uh, I'm here residing in Texas, so I know the story and drill about large states. I'm assuming most of what you're doing is to bring out-of-state tourists to the state Is anything you're doing about marketing and promoting to in-state Californians to either stay in-state or to, you know, head from L.A. to San Francisco or to head up north or or to go to different parts of your uh, of your beautiful uh, zone?
0: That is a really good question. And uh, had you asked that of me pre-pandemic, you would have gotten a different answer. Um, our we were formed really to focus on out-of-state visitors and international to get them to come to California um, but then when the pandemic happened and I think probably many people know that california was was pretty locked down um, one of the things we realized is that we couldn't really market out of California right we didn't want uh, to be seen as trying to pull People in at that time. And so uh, during the pandemic, we still wanted people to be aware of us and know us and and love us and love the brand that we have. But we started to switch the idea of uh, marketing in state and to take Californians to places around the state that maybe they hadn't gone to. I mean, we are such a massive state. Um, And you will find a lot of Californians haven't really properly explored it. So we did switch a lot of the marketing that uh, we were doing at the time to focus on in-state. And, you know, my role at Visit California is overseeing all of the own channels. So it's kind of the whole soup to nuts of website and social and e-news and podcast and kind of everything outside of the uh, advertising space that the sun touches is, is kind of the, the domain that, that we oversee or my team oversees. And so we were able to do a lot of really fun uh, content extensions to try to move people around um, the state and try to get them to realize that, hey maybe I don't really know Los Angeles like I thought I did. And maybe I want to check it out or, you know, same thing for San Francisco or Eureka, uh, you know, up in the North part of the state. So we did, we did get to switch things a bit uh, from a marketing mix standpoint. um, And it was a fun and exciting opportunity. And now we're still doing both. So kind of uh, where we are with things is, is continuing to focus on out of state and, uh, starting to get back into international now that we think international travelers are going to be able to come back in soon. But we are not uh, leaving our in-state audience high and dry. We're going to still continue to talk to them and encourage them to uh, visit their own state.
1: I'm assuming that the content and the messaging is probably different in some ways for those who are in-state versus out-of-state versus, as you just said, international Talk a little bit about targeting and are you using different kind of targeting tactics in social media to to message different people with different messages based upon pure geography?
0: Yeah, for, for sure. Um, and I think this goes back to, uh, you know, when we started our social media programs way, way back when, when, you know, social media was kind of nascent. Um, We actually worked pretty closely with Convince and Convert and with Jay to talk about how we wanted to to handle our social media, especially our our social media out of state. And and one of the things that Jay talked to us about and has always stuck with me is really understanding the consumer. What are their questions? What are their friction points? What is their knowledge base? um, But getting in the, the head of the consumer first and then developing your strategy from there and so because of that i think you can look at the familiarity with california you know first at the international is much less familiar so the questions and what they want to see what they know their perceptions of california are going to be different and so we try to speak to those by you know answering any questions that they have Am I about international travel to california um, they generally have a longer vacation time. And so we want to create content and promote content that is, uh, you know, perhaps a road trip that takes two weeks, right. Um, because they're not going to be flying over from London and wanting to stay for the weekend. So we want to want to serve them content that is, uh, is going to match that their, uh, their travel time. Um, you know, when you look at our domestic audience, we have kind of our, our longer hall markets. We're going to serve them up some content that's going to be a little bit different. Similarly, if they're coming from New York, um, you know, they might want some different content, especially if they're kind of urban. Perhaps they're looking for more of a rural getaway. And so we might showcase some of our rural parts of California um, versus the the drive market. You know, and one of the things that we did um, coming out of the pandemic was, To actually create content that if you're coming from say Seattle or Las Vegas or Portland, we're going to give you road trips uh, that maybe even give you a couple stops outside of California so that as you drive in, you know what to see, you know, and in the locations that are near to California. And then once you get into the state, what to see here. So we we do do quite a bit of targeting. um, you know, based on on geography, for sure, um, because it just makes sense.
2: Gwen, I know that, as you had mentioned, you know, the pandemic kind of shook things up. And obviously, you have this very complex web of audiences with so many different needs, as Adam mentioned, and you talked about California is such a vast, diverse state, so many different things to do, so many different people to message to, and really help them. So obviously, the pandemic really shook things up. But then, of course, to shake things up even further, along comes TikTok, which, by the way. Congratulations for officially launching Visit California on TikTok. As of right now, we're speaking at the beginning of October and you just launched about a week ago. So huge, huge, huge. First, congrats. That's amazing. Second, since you've been with Visit California for 16 years, as you had mentioned, you have helped them join Facebook when it first launched, and then, of course, Twitter. But it's been quite some time since brands have really had such a new, unique, very diverse and just different channel to launch on. So I'm curious, over the course of your history with Visit California and launching on different social channels... How did TikTok really shake things up, and, and why did you decide now was the time to launch?
0: Yeah, uh, you're you are right about that, about it being a new and different platform, and and absolutely right about kind of the growth of of social, um, you, you know, over time. And we've always been a little bit, or um, we've always been a little bit reticent to jump into any new social application um, or any application in general, because we're always thinking about resources. We are a relatively small team internally. We do have incredible partner agencies that we work with. Um, and they are the ones who help make a lot of what we do and what our strategy has come to life. But we know that that's going to cost, you know, a, a new platform is going to cost resources uh, human capital and and capital and so we are very judicious about it so i've been aware of tiktok for a while and especially because i have three kids uh, one who just turned 16 uh, another one who is 12 and a half and then uh, another who's 10 but it was really the you know the 16 or 16 year old and i have conversations about life and work etc and for Quite a while, she was telling me, hey, mom, I know you're like trying to figure out TikTok. And if you should be on it, you shouldn't be on it. And so for quite some time she was she was saying that. But then at some point in the pandemic, and I think it was pretty early on, she said, You know, I actually see a reason for you to be on TikTok. I'm starting to see travel content on TikTok. And so she showed it to me, and I would say it was this convergence because at the same time, our CEO, who is a great visionary as well, um, you know, started to say, "Hey, I'm I'm aware of this platform. Should we be looking at it?" And so, with my daughter and, of course, our CEO, I started to evaluate it more. And then finally, my daughter convinced me to get on the platform myself because I hadn't gone on. And we spent, I would say. The first day, probably about two hours just going through videos and getting my For You page set up and, uh, you know, getting trying to make my algorithm right for me. Um, And I started to really understand the platform and see the value in it and see the incredible California related travel content and just travel content in general that was on it. Um, So I started to think that, you know, hey, this may be a a good platform for us to expand to. But we don't do anything, you know, as I said, we have to think about resources, we have to think about, you know, timing, and we have to make sure that we're not getting into social for social's sake. You know, that has been one of the things that I've always been really careful about. And, you know, in this position, I feel like there are always people who will push you into one social platform or another, you know, like, Hey, we have to be on Snapchat. And my, my feeling, you know, especially in the early days of Snapchat was, you know, we don't have the resources to build ephemeral content. Like that's just not our, our lane. And so that was not a platform that we really engaged in outside of doing some, some paid advertising. Um But with this, I started to see the value in it, Um, and we started to do some research, which is the other thing that we always do, is make sure that there is some there there. From a demographic standpoint, we know that parents are talking to their kids about where they want to go. In fact, 80% of parents, based on research that we've done, uh, will consult their children about their travel plans to one degree or another. And so we wanted to make sure that we were getting in front of that demographic, that younger demographic. We want to also build an affinity amongst that demographic for California for later when they do have purchasing power. And we also know that during the pandemic, an awful lot of uh, folks outside of that demographic that uh, may be like me uh, also got onto TikTok as well. And so we could continue to reach them with our content. So, you know, again, it was this convergence of the timing was right, the research supported it, and we felt that we had um, some folks internally that might be able to help shape and lead the program. So, uh, so that was really what, what turned the tide for me on TikTok.
2: Gwen, I'm super curious because like you've been talking about, we've heard from other brands as well, where in the early days of social media, obviously, you know, when Facebook and Twitter were first launching, brands were like, well, let's just jump on and see how it goes and test the waters. But now it feels like, and I don't know if it's just because of all the experience we've accumulated as social pros, or if it's just because TikTok is so different, but it really feels like brands are being much more thoughtful, much more strategic about joining TikTok, and even as you mentioned, all the steps that it took to even get you to consider the channel. I'm just curious, do you notice that shift? Like, do you, do you know why maybe things feel so much more thoughtful and strategic towards TikTok or why you all had to consider it so much more carefully than the early days of Facebook? I'm just curious because we've been hearing the same approach from pretty much every brand out there.
0: Yeah, I think TikTok is just a different beast. And, and where we've gone in social, I feel like social has just been really ramping in this way of continuing to create beautiful content. I mean, especially when you think about Instagram in particular, um, you know, really developed content. We kind of know what we're doing in those platforms and we've got a formula and it just seems like they all have a little bit of that same formula it's got to be super thoughtful it's got to be super polished right like it just is you know again it's it's formulaic in that way and then along comes tiktok which is just kind of anything goes and if you are following that formula that we're all so used to you're going to get punished on tiktok and one of my Real worries about going into the platform was that I don't want to go in with content that is going to get our brand slammed, right? Like, if we go on and all of a sudden we are seen as inauthentic, we're going to be called out. And so, given that, it's like, okay, well, if we need to make sure we're creating content that's authentic for this platform, then one, we need to understand the platform. So, there's going to be time involved there. And then two, we have to make sure that we're getting the right kind of content creators um, to get onto the platform. And then there was talk with our agencies. Okay, you know, who who knows about TikTok, who's been on the platform, who can give us advice on it. And in the end, um, you know, one of the things that I found was that a lot of our agencies would say, well, we're, we know how to do Instagram Reels. We're play, We're playing around. With Instagram Reels, so, you know, we feel that we could get onto, con- onto TikTok and do content. And uh, that was a huge red flag for me, was this feeling of, like, anybody who says, well, we're, we're doing Instagram Reels, um, you know, I feel like they don't quite know that, you know, TikTok is, is different and that just won't work. So you really have to recognize that you have to create content that's very specific for the platform and that was what gave me a lot of trepidation about it was just you know knowing that uh, this is going to be a time and resource suck.
1: Gwyn, let's talk a little bit about that, about that that content for TikTok cuz we agree completely with you. You you've, you've got to create precise content for that channel for that particular audience. But you mentioned working with creators. Probably working with influencers, probably have partners, uh, and you know what I would say is the quote unquote customers of Visit California, the uh, the, the entrepreneurs and the the travel and hospitality, uh, you know restaurant owners, all those types of things. How do you work with all those disparate groups to make sure again that the content is authentic? make sure that if you do showcase a particular restaurant or establishment that you don't make your other restaurants and establishments and hotels and attractions upset that that has to be almost a job in itself
0: absolutely uh it is a job in itself and you know i i think this is where kind of having history within visit california and working with the industry has has helped me pay off or has paid off for me um, because I understand, I understand the needs of the businesses to a certain extent, right? I'm not in their shoes completely, but I know um, certainly that they want amplification of of what's going on in their spaces. And I have to take a longitudinal approach, right? We try to make sure that we are highlighting all our business segments over time. That you know the the key businesses over time. I mean, one thing that helps is the fact that our brand is based on diversity. And so that's diversity of the people of California and diversity of the experiences, diversity of the businesses. And so in order for me to do my job, I really need to showcase that diversity of California. But I do try to make sure if we're highlighting one attraction, in a publication one year, and they're getting kind of a, a little bit of a, of a bigger treatment or on the website, what have you, that we're gonna highlight another, um, maybe in the following year. So you may, there may be not be parity in the instance, but over time there should be parity. And I look at that across our publications, our podcasts, um, you know, all, all of the own channel. Part of it also, it helps when they've got good stories to tell. And so we work with the industry to make sure that they're giving us their story ideas. We have an editorial board that has members of all of the Visit California team, as well as our agencies, who can uh, listen to any of the pitches that come in from, from our industry and determine what has uh, value for the consumer. Because as a, a B2C marketing engine, which is you know what I am fortunate enough to do, I always want to make sure that it's relevant and useful to the consumer. Um, That's my first goal is to make sure that it makes sense for the consumer. So, you know, it's that intersection of what's right for the consumer, what's right for the industry, what's a good story that we get to tell. And then when it comes to TikTok, I mean, because it's such a fledgling channel, um, you know, and, and we want to start growing it in the organic space, um we're doing a lot of content creation internally but we are starting to work with a couple of our industry members that we worked with in the past who we know have great content uh, that we might be able to use and turn into a video and we can work with them on the story idea and if it's not successful no harm no foul Right. But um, we're just really testing the waters because quite honestly, we're in a test and learn phase with this new platform, with this new channel.
1: So you're creating this great content. You're putting it up on TikTok. People are coming to California in droves. Gwen <laughs> Span, Director of Content Marketing for Visit California. How then do you show your customers, and it could be those those organizations we're talking about, it could be the governor's office, it could be the mayors of these individual towns. How do you show them the success that you are having? That has to be a, a tricky kind of part of this rubric.
0: For sure. And it is really metrics-based is a big part of it as we are making sure that we're measuring uh, incremental travel. We have a research firm that, uh, that works to do that and is looking at uh, our our different channels, in particular, the advertising that we do, and then also the the value of the website. And we know that the folks that are visiting the website um, are incredibly value. They stay longer. They spend more when they come to California. So we try to do as much quantifying as possible, but it's challenging, right? Because we're not selling the room nights. You know, that's not coming from us, or we're not. You know. Uh, Booking the restaurants. So we also have to just show um, You know, sometimes that's where moderation comes in is that if we can show anecdotally how Consumers are gravitating towards the content um, In the social space through moderation That helps us too. if somebody says hey, you know, that's beautiful man. I want to go there, right? like that's one of those pieces that we can show to the, to the industry. And then also we have this kind of metric that we made up that we call partner handoffs that's on our website. So if say someone's coming from one of our social pieces, they're getting onto the website and they click off, you know, on one of the links that we have, we call that a partner handoff. And so we're showing our industry that, hey, this content, we are not trying to get them just to stay on our site indefinitely. Our goal is to move them through to you, as we say, move them down the path to booking. Um, but that really is is our ultimate goal. And so we share those numbers with our industry as well.
2: Just curious if you're also handing off some of that sentiment analysis and, you know, some of the comments, because it feels like, you know, I know, as you mentioned, that's such a, a tricky situation to be in for Visit California because you are responsible for, you know, driving people, but then you don't actually have ultimate control over, you know, the booking numbers itself. But obviously, there's a lot of sentiment that you can track. And just curious if you're handing that off to others as well, or how closely you're tracking that and what that looks like. For sure. Um, We
0: do. We have, um, again, our, our research team does an amazing job of doing sentiment analysis kind of writ large so um they have a a larger research program where they're looking at perceptions around california but then we are also working very closely with our agency in particular um you know we we work with meredith out of new york and they do a lot of social listening and helping for us to see you know what people are saying especially in times of crisis and unfortunately we've had a number of those, um, and so we want to get a sense of of consumer sentiment, um, and and they're very helpful for that. And then our moderation agency, which is ICUC, um, and they do a fantastic job of moderating and really rolling up what consumers are saying, not only on our own channels, but also they're looking at places like TripAdvisor and trying to get us give us a sense of you know, what are, what are consumers talking about? What are the worries? And, you know, when we go back to one of the questions you asked me earlier, that's where you can actually really start to see stratification of consumers by where they're located. And that helps us as we develop content for each of those markets. TripAdvisor is really uh, key in that.
1: Do you, Is your team responsible for kind of looking at those reviews and ratings and responding to them? Or is that another part of the Visit California organization?
0: We don't play as much in that space. We try to help our industry understand the importance of reputation management and the importance of engaging there. One interesting thing that we found is if we as a brand start to jump in there, we get called out on it. Like consumers on TripAdvisor are, uh, they can be merciless, and they're like, "Hey, no, this this is not the place for you. This is for us to talk to each other." And, Thank you. Uh, bye, bye. Yeah, yeah. So we find uh, we actually, and we find that we have a really nice group of California advocates that are doing the work on our behalf and are answering the questions and saying, you know, no, it's not smoky down here because that, you know, if you know unfortunately, it's it's a fire that that fire is up in the northern part of the state. So San Diego is clear, for example. So we have a whole uh, a group of you know ambassadors that are just California lovers. And we're so grateful that they're out there um, because they really help to uh, communicate, to advise uh, the consumers on that platform.
1: Having a group of of, of evangelists or ambassadors is so critical, and um, it sounds like when you have cultivated you know those those types of of, of enthusiastic participants over your past uh, past sixteen years, I've got one last question for you until Anna asks you the big two questions. It's great to talk to a guest uh, like you who's doing so much research and, you, and you're looking at all this. You're looking at the geo information. You're looking at what content works, your emphasis on authenticity. We so agree with you here on the Social Pros show. But I have a question kind of related to that that I think our audience is, is also wrestling with. And that is what type of content seems to be resonating the most for Visit California on TikTok? We already covered authenticity, but is it, is it celebrity content? Is it talking about cities? Is it talking about nature? Is it showcasing people and families doing things? What, what seems to be getting the most engagement here in 2021?
0: Well, so far, you know, again, the the channel's pretty nascent. And so we, you know, as I said, are, are in that test and learn space, but it's been really fun to see. And one thing we found is that, you know, when we put out our, our content for, you know, the first couple of weeks, we had, uh, you know, some content that was, you know, three beautiful places to go in kind of this rural part of California up in Eureka. Um, we had our intro video that just kind of highlights things. But it seems like the, the one that people are gravitating to right now is a video about the 12 hours in... Uh, San Francisco, so which is interesting oh. to see that they're looking for something that is or interested in something that is a little bit more proscriptive um, in in showcasing the city. I mean, granted, there's a really cool mini golf course that we're highlighting and TikTok's all about niche audiences. So perhaps that might be part of it. But um, I would say that one is far and away. and And so far, we've actually stayed away from a person because um, we don't know really what the brand and face of TikTok is going to be for Visit California. And so we're not really showcasing any one person or any one celebrity that may be in our future. Working with uh, influencers on the platform is probably in our future as well. But right now, we're just using some of the content that we're creating in house or getting through, you know, potentially a partnership that we might have. Or um, even looking at working with some of the creators through the TikTok marketplace and see what they might be able to do.
2: That's awesome. I love, again, just going back to like this super thoughtful strategic approach about, you know, and also testing and, and launching and seeing what people are res- are resonating, what's resonating with people and how they're responding. I'm really a big fan of this. Everybody, you really need to go follow Visit California on TikTok right now because you can actually see them testing all these things in real time. You can see how they're rolling things out. It's a really, really cool like strategy in action account, at least from a social nerd like all of us. I think we can all agree that's going to be really fun, Gwen, to see what you and the team come up with, hearing a little bit behind some of the strategy, hearing about the approach, hearing about the things you're rolling out in the future. So I'm super excited about, um, where TikTok is going to go. Gwen, as Adam mentioned, you know, we could sit here and talk about TikTok all day. Uh, first off, I just want to thank you for being on the show. I'm super excited that you were here and we were able to, to really dig into TikTok and visit California strategy. So thank you.
0: Oh, you are so welcome. It was really, really fun. Um, I, I love the work that I do. I love the program. I'm a California native. I'm fifth generation Californian, if you can believe it. Some of us actually exist. So, um, you know, talking about what we have in this state is is certainly near and dear to my heart. And, um, you know, and representing this organization is um, it's kind of a, a dream job for me, which is probably why I've been here for 16 years. <laughs>
2: It, yes, I would say dream job would be right, especially 16 years. And speaking of dream, do- dream job, uh, Gwen, you're actually looking for a resource for social. So social pros who want to apply, how should they get a hold of you?
0: I would say uh, just message me on LinkedIn. So I think that's probably the easiest way that we haven't posted it yet. We will be posting, <laughs> posting it in the coming weeks. Um, but just shoot me a message on LinkedIn and I can make sure that uh, you get uh, the job uh, opportunity when we do get it posted. But yes, it is, we're looking for someone who's got some serious social media chops and uh, has a passion uh, for California, perhaps, and uh, would love to bring them onto the team.
2: I would say that this audience would be the right place to find someone. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, everybody, so go follow Visit California on TikTok and all the other channels, and then also Penguin if you're interested, in uh, also that dream job status as well. But Gwen, in the meantime, of course, we cannot let you go until we ask you these same two questions that we have asked all 492 guests before you. Are you ready for the big two? I think so. All right, so question number one is what piece of advice would you give to anyone who wants to become a social pro?
0: For me, it distills down into the idea of just staying curious. Like you gotta stay curious, especially with social um, in terms of, you know, staying curious about the new platforms and it can be easy to get jaded sometimes in this space. And, I think if you're curious about it, it, it tends to stave off some of that, you know, hard exterior that we can get as working professionals um. and just know that we don't know at all. And I think that's that's the other piece of it is like, my gosh, there is so much to learn. So it's, you know, if you come with that mindset, I think it, it is easy to stay curious um, because there's always something to learn. There's always something new. It's it's exciting and it's fun.
2: 100%. Yeah, it's so easy. So easy to just look at one awful comment and let it toughen your exterior, but love the staying curious comment. All right. So, big question number two if you could have a video call with any living person, who would it be and why?
0: Uh, I knew this one was coming. So, <laughs> I thought a lot about it. <laughs> And even last night, I was talking to my kids about it. And, uh, of course, my daughter is like, well, it's got to be someone from the dream S&P. And if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And I was like, yeah, sweetie, no. Uh, she also told me I was not allowed to say that. But you know how that goes with kids. Um, and I thought long and hard about, you know, certain people I've always wanted, you know, to have uh, deeper conversations with. Um you know, from, from working professionals to, you know, Julie Andrews to Taylor Swift. I mean, like just various people. But a lot of the people that I would have thought to have conversations with uh, seemed like I would be nervous and it would be work. And I'm at a point right now that anything that outside of work seems like work is not something that I really want to do. So like many people, I ended up uh, getting a Peloton during the pandemic. Uh, my other outside same here. Gig, yeah. Same. Oh, I don't think I I know you guys leaderboard names. We need to talk about that after. But uh, I and you know, and I also teach spinning outside of uh, of uh, my work that I do for Visit California. So I knew that I would go a little stir crazy if I didn't do something with all the gyms closed. So I got my Peloton, and I have uh really kind of fall in love with uh, Christine Dercole. She has been such an incredible um, just motivator and like helps me get my head on straight and also plays really good music. So I would love to talk to her about all things Peloton and all things spin and all things music uh, and just have a really fun conversation. Not not work, but just a good time. And that's right now what I'm looking for.
2: I agree. I love her. I love she puts together some really fantastic new wave playlists as well that mm-hmm. I love. Um, Adam, is, that, is she one of your favorites
1: too? She's in the top five.
2: All right. We're going to have to have a whole separate social pros episode <laughs> on just <Yeah>. ranking <laughs> Peloton instructors like ben, as well uh, as uh, their social uh, presences. Yeah. Uh, right. I, I, and that is another thing that I think to talk about.
0: I mean, my God, those people going from just kind of, you know, where they were to where they are uh, would be an incredible conversation.
1: No, I love that answer, Gwen. And one of the most thoughtful answers too. I think about that work and life balance and and using your your one, you know, get out of jail, uh, free dinner with someone card on the right side of the uh, of, of of that of that balance sheet.
2: I love it fabulous fabulous uh answers Gwen I love it um thank you so much again for being on Gwen just such a such a treat and such a joy to always talk to you
0: thank you guys for having me it was a really good way uh to spend some time thank you
2: Love it. Also to everyone else listening and tuning in, he is Adam Brown from Salesforce and I am Anna Harak from Convince and Convert. And we want to thank you so much for being here too. We really appreciate that you all tune in with us week after week. And we look forward to continuing our conversations next time on what we hope is your favorite podcast in the whole wide world, the Social Pros Podcast.